Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, and it's time for perhaps a breaking news edition of the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Uh, Yes, it is, Kevin. Uh, As a matter of fact, the Eagles now have lost both of their coordinators, their offensive Uh, and defensive coordinator. Uh, It is... uh, Shane Steichen went to the the Colts. Colts. And then uh, then now... The uh, Gannon, Jonathan Gannon, is heading to the Arizona Cardinals, which is interesting to me because nobody wanted that job. Like, no, and this is a defensive coordinator going to work with a quarterback that a lot of people are like, he doesn't do his job right. Like, he, that's where a lot of the concern is, is can I connect with this kid? Yeah. Do I need to sit down and play Call yeah. of Duty with him? Like, yeah. if that's the case, then I, I don't know where I'm doing. So maybe, uh, maybe Jonathan yeah. Gannon will sit down and play some, uh, some COD, some Warzone and 2.0. It, I'm guessing it has to be the exact same thing with him as it was like when the, interviews were going on around here is the question is can you win with Kyler and you better say yes or else they're like well, yeah we'll I mean same thing was yeah it was yeah. definitely the same thing that was going on here so I think that's a very interesting story uh because now if you're picking the Eagles are you picking them again to go back because they just lost both coordinators how do they sure. replace that you know that's that keeping a team you talked earlier about the Chiefs and yeah. how they keep them together and sometimes I think people underestimate how important that coordinator is. You know, like there are times when it's just plug and play and you can just put the next person in and you're like, oh, that person's already ready and blah, 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 blah. But there are other times when you're like, holy crap, I did not realize like how much that coordinator really, really did besides just throwing in some of the plays on game day. All right, and I also wanted to read a couple of fan texts, Kevin. Oh, great. From the 972. Can I just say, this has been the best day to listen. Our Wi-Fi went out yesterday and some today. So I've been listening all day. Love it. I'm a Tolo, but usually working during your time. Mike is the best with all caps and exclamation points. He must have, he must, has he been watching online, like on Twitch or YouTube? His or Wi-Fi's anything? been out. Uh, so you think his, you're he hasn't dancing? Even, he hasn't is even why, seen me yeah. gritty. Uh-huh. We'll send him a I'll video. I'll tell you what, it's on Twitter. Carter, put it on there. I don't know if it's, is that 105.3 or did you just do your personal? We'll have to oh, get back he's not to you. Back there. Oh, they don't give yeah. him a mic. He's taking a break. I'll tell you or what, something. we got to get him a mic. I think I don't well, think he's that's not even a bad sitting idea. there right now. He's like he's uh, having lunch or something. Yeah, he went on a mission to get Lucius. Oh, he's back. There he is. Just yeah. to get Lucius. Just, to get well, Lucius. Yeah, to let Lucius up. Oh, okay. okay. Up, up the elevator. And then piece of the week. from the nine oh three, from Tolo Alex, guys. I can't tell you enough how much I love this train wreck daily. Thanks so much for the laughs. See, you omitted the one I thought you were going to read. From the 817, showered in the dark last night, fell and hit my head. So from here on out, I'm spelling your name wrong, Corey. 
I so there was a moment last night or where like somebody was like, boss "I'm going it. to take a shower," and I wanted to be like, "Look, I did not tell you to do. It. I told you guys to do it. I did. Not. I didn't tell anybody else to do it because that felt like that would be a very like serious moment where they're like, "Oh, radio host told me to take a shower in the dark," and I was oh, like, "Oh, yeah. I do not want to be implicated." It's da- it can be dangerous. You got to take it slow. Mm-hmm. What would you like right first, Kevin? The red flag list. Or the great Valentine's Day story? I'll take the red flag. All right. If you are going out on a first date on Valentine's Day, here are some red flags. Yeah, sorry. This is red flags from London-based agency Isobel. You still put the same legitimacy in it because it's not American-based. Well, you'll see. Okay. Number one, clapping when the plane lands. That's a red flag. Or According to this, I don't know if this is going to be acceptable. Flying with somebody on the first date, though. I want to. Yeah, that's a weird first date. Also, do the same at the end of a movie. If somebody claps at the end of the movie, just move on with your life. Be done with that person. How much money is your annual income if you are flying somebody for a first date? <laughs> Lots. You got your own plane, or you took out a loan just to impress her. And oh my gosh. Right? Well, don't red flag. You make that it, person is terrible with finances. You don't know that. Is a million dollars a year too small of a number? Yes, too small. Three million a year. To fly somebody out if, on a first date? I mean, you're not flying them out for $3 million. I'm saying your annual salary is, he's saying $1 million a year is too little to start saying, I'm going to fly. I've, I've met this person online. $700,000. They're in San Francisco. I think we could really connect. I'm flying them to Dallas to show them a night out in Dallas and I guess, you know, to be a, a gentleman, you're buying them a hotel room so that they don't feel like they have to go to your house or whatever. I think f- anything over five is is reasonable. For 500000 If I make $500,000 a year, I can definitely fly somebody to my house. But you should On a first date. I understand I that. Know. That's not enough. That's how much I'm making here at... Uh... Holy crap. Did you forget the name of where you work? The station? What's it? Odyssey. Number two. Cumulus. No. Odyssey. Oh, Number God, two. Station. Calls their mom call, mummy. What's the Odyssey? Or a? mom. It's Odyssey. You mommy. know what it is. Sorry. Calls their mom mommy. I can't. I don't call if my mom mommy anymore. anybody thinks I make 500000 up here, you're insane. <clears throat> Do you also. I thought it would be funny to tell you guys just to see the, the drop of jaw that, you know, I could make maybe $480,000 The C-block, Mike. Yeah. Shut it down. Do you. Oh, my gosh. Do you also shut it down or think it's a red flag if they still kiss their parents on the mouth? Number three, kissing their mom on the lips. That is weird if you're (laughs) a grown-up. I just, I personally think it's weird if you want to make out with your mom or whatever. That's not your bowl of chicks here. Yeah, with a kid, it's fine. But if you're a grown-up, I think it's odd. Do you kiss? No. Okay. But if you do, you do. Number five, no socks with shoes. Like Kurt Menefee. Man, they have to Is that be, a red flag? To me, I feel like no. they have to be specific type of shoes because you're going to stink up those shoes if they don't have, like, good... Makes sense. Good, point. good yeah. somewhat air. Number six, gym selfies. Kevin, you like to take pictures of men in the bathroom Look, at the gym, right? This one time, I was in the gym bathroom, and this guy said, Hey, bro, will you take a picture for me? And he had his shirt off. I'm not going to lie. That all happened, and people were like, oh, do you think he was coming on to you? And I was like, I don't think so. He was definitely sending that to somebody else, and I stood in a way that I would not appear 
in the picture and like good for whoever was getting those pictures he cared number seven red flag on a first date has an android phone number eight what i have an android phone they make a fair point velcro wallets okay what are you 12 grow up <laughs> you have, they still make those it's cool <laughs> I, I need to mike has a really cool wallet i actually well, I admire mike's wallet i did have a tola who gave me a wallet a long time ago is that the one that got stolen no, because my wallet did Got get stolen. stolen. I go. had a baseballism like clip type yeah. of thing. I didn't. I was like, I'm not gonna go to wallet anymore. I'm gonna be, uh, you know, a little bit smaller. And then a person stole it at the Target down the street from here. Well, then we went to a toy shop off of like kind of near Campisi's Pizza when I was back uh-huh. with G Bag Nation. And a Tolo. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting your name, but they went and bought me a black like Herschel wallet. Not Walker, yeah, but um, a Herschel wallet. <laughs> but I mean, traded that. I used it for years days. upon years, <laughs> but I've recently got now a Rawlings okay uh, wallet. So now next birthday or whatever, we I should get stop. you a Velcro wallet. Somebody said on the Twitch that I, I'm acting like Sean on this segment. I don't know what that means. Oh, uh, is that what you want? I don't know. No, I don't know what it, means. it is not what I Corey, want. Corey, I'm sorry. It's all right. I did like the way you talked to me. It kind of turned me on a little bit. Thanks, what the Mike. hell is happening? It's, you wouldn't understand. Yeah. Uh, number nine on the red flags <laughs> list on a first date. They have a pet Instagram. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. What? Let's talk about that. What? All right. I didn't expect. All right. I'm going to add to this. <laughs> and you know what? I'm sorry in advance because I'm probably going to piss some people off. If... <laughs> Your dog, cat, alligator, whatever, is not your child. And if you say that they call you mom, no, they don't. That is a red flag. Stop it right now. I am more accepting of the pet Instagram by a million percent than I am of people like, I have kids, his name is Fluffers. And like a little dog comes running. No, you don't. You have a dog. Which dogs are great, but they're not kids. I need you to be able to understand that. Are you talking to our boss right now? Oh my gosh! No, that was not directed oh. at him. But this this the statement says it stays the same. Number a dog two, is not a kid. Number ten red flags. They participate in a conga line. I'm, oh, I'm out on people. If you get in a conga line, I'm out on you. You're a jerk. Number line. eleven, doing a baby voice. Number twelve, saying oh. you're six feet tall. Like, are you talking about Colby right here, man? Okay, <laughs> five, they have seven so, at best. Colby will tell us up and down he's 5'11". You're like, there's no way, dude. So when my son got to 5'11", like he had been at the doctor, we were trying to take pictures at one of the fan bowls from like years ago of him standing right next to Colby. And you're like, no, I don't think so, brother. And he got mad and then he punched me. It was just in the arm, but still. Number 13. I love Colby, but Colby's in shape, man. He is. Number 13, rides a folding bike. What's a folding bike? It's one of those that like folds up. I think I've seen those, but I've never seen I've never seen them in real was. life. But I do think they exist. I've seen them on the internet. <laughs> they do exist. I just my, Corey, I don't think that was as helpful as you thought <laughs> when you go. Up. They just fold. It just folds up. Man. But yeah. it's not like a mo- it's like an actual bike, yeah, like not a motorcycle. Into a little suitcase or yeah, something. Yeah, you can dude. like put it underneath your bed or something. <laughs> okay, okay. Now I do think I know what you're talking about. Number fifteen, winking. I'm a winker. Oh, I will wink at somebody. Sure Usually, what? I wink to let somebody know that I it's a joke winkers. or something. 
Not, I just hate the winking part. I like you, Corey. But when you do that, it makes me want to just shut my mouth up and leave this station right now. Just a minute ago, you said he turned you on. That was the yeah, way I was talking was to him. Yeah, so many mixed he, emotions. It's when he was like, I, I'm in charge here, and you need to shut your mouth. And I was like, you know what? I do. I respect that. Number 16, where's white jeans? I okay. Know, I don't know about that. Well, do you man, have a thing a against man white, wears jeans? white jeans or a woman wears white jeans? Because women look good in white jeans. This is your fault, Corey. Oh my God. Years ago, you wore white jeans. I can't repeat what the study was about. You'll have to look up the study on your own time. Corey oh, no. told me about this study that said no, Sean Hudgens told us this. It was Hudgens. It was Hudgens. Right, I'm sorry, Corey. I'd be smirched your integrity. Thank you. He's in San Fran. Sean Hudgens told me he read a study. That if you wear white jeans, you're more likely to do this. I can't tell you what it is. This is not a master radio tease. I literally cannot tell you. If you choose to look it up for yourself, knock yourself out. All the time when I see somebody wearing white jeans, that is one of the things I think about. Makes a lot of sense. What am I supposed to Google? No, don't. Just, you'll read the answer. You cannot say the answer on air. Number 17, sees a life coach. If if somebody sees their life coach out there, should you say, that's But what if they say they substitute their life coach for you if y'all start dating? Then would you be like, I don't want that either. I don't want to be your life coach and... Your life coach don't shouldn't be doing it. Mike, if you find it, I don't you dare. I think the internet gods don't want me to know this answer because it's just circling. I just put, if you wear white jeans and hit enter, and nothing is happening on my computer. Tolo just sent me a red flag. She shows up for the first date, gets two shots and a drink to tell you, you're driving me home, and I have two DUIs. That's a red flag there. Oh. Uh, number 18 says hun a lot. Number 19, asking, what's your star sign? I called my grandma, hun. Uh-huh. But the, you're not trying to hit it with your grandma, so. <laughs> She's dead. Yeah. Oh, don't say that like that's the reason why. You can't say that like that's the reason why, Mike. It's because, first, it's because your grandma. It's your grandma. Second, it's because you're dead. And then we can, she's dead. You can go from there. Don't say that's the reason why. Golly. At number 20. Sight can't be reached. It's so bad on the white jeans, it won't even let me know. She doesn't know what the red flags are. And now for the great <laughs> Valentine's Day story. <laughs> Kevin, remember the year that it, uh, it it like snowed on Valentine's Day? I do. Like I we all woke up and it was just like, where did six feet of snow come from? I had a f- pair of friends who got married that day. They got divorced. Adrian wanted me to go to a restaurant for Valentine's Day. This is the last Valentine's dinner we ever had. It was at a place that I don't think any longer exists off of a lemon and lovers or something like that. I, I understand. There's she, no answer on this white. I'll tell you in a minute, Mike. Trust me. Uh, she made the reservation. We get there. I had, I think, $300 in my pocket. Ooh. It was $100 per plate, and I couldn't choose off of a menu. It was a, the pre-planned, it was a pre-planned yeah, yeah, yeah. plate. I got you. We're sitting there at the table, and it's dark in this place. And I'm just like, just bring, well, we're just going to drink all the wine tonight. You know, like the snow had kind of melted and whatnot. So we're going to drink all the wine. I'm upset because I kind of wanted something else for dinner. She's like, I'm so sorry. She's apologizing. Like I said, dark in the room. So guess what, Joey? They have candles at every table to make sure that everything's lit up. Behind Adrian on on the raised platform, there is a woman, and she is sitting looking at her date with the, I mean, the most magnificent. She was in love with this man. And right at that moment where my anger couldn't be anymore, 
I see a lock of hair fall from her ear over this candle, and her hairsprayed hair goes up in flames. Oh, no. And I started laughing. I should oh not have God. started laughing. I was like, that girl's ah! on fire. Yeah, and not she's on good fire. Way. And this man that she's dating stands up, and he hits her in the head a couple times with his cloth, and then he pours the water on top of her hair, and it's out, and immediately I'm like, oh, my God, Adrian, I can't believe you didn't watch. I literally watched the ignition happen, go up in flames, and then I saw them get up and leave immediately, and I don't even think they paid for their meal. That was the moment, though, where I was like, maybe Valentine's dinner isn't that bad. Mike, did you get to see what it is? Do not say it. There's a theory uh-huh. on Urban Dictionary. Gotcha. It's like pineapple stuff. Like, it stinks. Like, they, they ruin everything. Pineapples are great. White jeans are great. And then they ruin it with things like this. What does it mean if I wear blue jeans on Urban Dictionary? Oh, man, that's a great question. We're the KNC Masterpiece... For now, right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, I mean, I hope so. Let's talk about pitchers and catchers reporting tomorrow. Plus, could you convince your significant other to marry you (laughs) at a sporting event? 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sing it, Mike. KNC Masterpiece back here on... Stop the chicken do the yimbic. You mock the neek of our yimbic. You talk the neek of our... Two, five, five, two, 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 two. There you go. That's red hot chili peppers. Back here on 105.3 The Fan. Probably Chris Martin saying it, though. So it doesn't count. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with can't. I'm trying really hard, bosses. Is based on last night's Mavericks game. Could you or did you convince your significant other to marry you at a sporting event? But real quick, pitchers and catchers report to Arizona for the Texas Rangers tomorrow. Yeah. How big of a deal is that? Like baseball fans, how big of a deal is that for you? And obviously living that baseball life, was that always your countdown? Is you're like, all right, this is the day we report or... For me, there was happiness and sadness in it. So I'm excited. I've been preparing for this to go to spring training and to compete for a possible job. But at the same time, I knew that I wasn't going to be home until September, October. Like, yeah, you, you, you don't. People don't realize that because, I mean, All Star break. Maybe you can come home for two days if you want. But I mean, literally, you're like, all right, this is where like my life changes. I have two lives. I have my home life and I have my baseball life. And now I'm back to baseball life. And they become your true family. And your family becomes just extras that you talk to on the phone here and there. That's so sad. But, I mean, that's it's just part of it. No, so I get you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's this. It's different, too, for me because I kept jumping around teams. I think Derek Holland could talk about this tomorrow, too. Yeah. He had this Texas Rangers family he was a part of from draft day until, I don't know, the end of 2016. Yeah. I can't remember his last year with the Rangers. I'm sorry, Derek. But. Then if you look at Derek's career after the Rangers, he's jumping from team to team a lot. So now you're coming to spring training 
uh, you know some guys on the team. You don't know a lot of the guys, and you're trying to like get to know the guys. You're trying to also show that you can help contribute to the team, and so it's um it's it's different. I mean, the first few days, like you know, you report, and then the next day is just physicals. You just take your physical or whatever. I mean, there's not really much baseball stuff to to the first day, and then the next day you get into baseball stuff. How early into spring training? Let's look at left field real fast. I don't know how where you had this in your conversation piece. Yeah, maybe in, maybe next day or two, but All yeah. Right. Uh, but how early would you say the Rangers need to start taking a look if maybe that's not working? It's something else. Into the season. Okay. You've already made your mind up. This isn't, I, I understand, because sometimes in training camp, you know, you'll be like, hey, we don't have this at the Cowboys. We can tell. And so they go get it, right? Yeah. Or a piece, yeah. Okay. But in, you're going to have so many guys. Somebody's going to do well enough that you're just like, yeah, let's go with this and see what happens. Because spring training, guys are throwing fastballs a lot. I mean, it's the Ruggio Door theory. Ruggio Door batted 450 almost every spring training, and I'm not exaggerating that number. He was freaking awesome. What are what are hitters working on then? Because we've heard a lot about like what the pitchers do. What are the focuses of the hitters while they're out there? If I they're mean, so yeah. yeah, so a lot of times you'll listen to hitters and they'll say, "Look, those first couple weeks, like you just haven't seen 90 to 100 miles an hour recently." So yeah. the, the speed is like. How in the world did I hit this, and how in the world am I going to hit it? But it takes them a few, not a few days, but I'd say like, you know, about five to ten days in the batter's box. Now, if you're coming off of, here's the other deal. You know who's great in spring training? Guys that just got done playing winter ball. Because like they're still in the Winter groove. ball just ended last week. Yeah. So they just had a week off, and they're back into baseball. Like They're like, yeah, I've been playing baseball pretty much october through january like i'm ready to go or november through january so it's the guys that didn't play winter ball uh that you know the lat their last game was october 1st and they're coming back so hitters are working on their timing a lot of times when you'll see live uh bp which means the pitchers are throwing and they're throwing hard they're throwing their stuff some of the hitters won't even ever swing the bat they're wow. just wanting to see the ball yeah they're just trying to track the ball and see the ball, and then after a day or two, after just tracking balls, the next day they'll be like, "All right, I'm going to take some some swings at this because I feel like I'm getting my timing, my eyesight is starting to see the ball better." It's interesting. We already have a few people who either got married or engaged at a sporting event. The other thing I wanted to throw out real quick before we get to that is we've talked about the Mavericks' loss last night, but. Did you see CBS Sports at least bumped them up five spots in their power rankings now? They did have them all the way down at 16. So they still moved them up in kind of about the spot where it kind of feels like they're in a spot right now where some people would put Dak, like they're in that 8 to 11 sort of idea. So CBS Sports has the Mavericks at 11th, obviously upped in part because of the trade. Okay. I mean, that's – they improve their talent – but they also made themselves a little bit weaker, obviously, on the defensive yep, side. For and, sure. and we're seeing we're seeing both sides of it. We're seeing the talented offensive team and the untalented defensive rebounding team. And it'll be interesting to see over these next 20 games where they land in the playoffs, even if they make the playoffs. There is, like you said, Kevin, earlier, there's a possibility they end up in 11th place and don't even play in the play-in thing. I don't think they will. Yeah. But, I mean, there's probably a higher likelihood – that they end up playing seven through ten than they do four through six. I hope that's not the case. I hope they make the real playoffs. But it'll be interesting to see. That's what makes this interesting. The rest of this Maverick season is what what can they become by the end of this year, and where do they seed themselves to even have a chance in the playoffs? The I will say this: the you know I was very consistent that I hope on the other side of the year 
they do something or that things change and they, they, they go approach things differently. And they did. They are definitely a different team than they were on the other side of the year right now. Uh, so that did happen. I, su- I, I hope they figure out who is going to be hot or do whatever at the end of a game. Like, I hope Luca and Kyrie get on that same page to where they both know what they're going to do late in the game because I think Jason Kidd still is cool with the mindset of if you know if we're stinking on defense, we got to keep it close enough to where we can do something at the end of a game. And I think that that's where we're going to see most of our most of our fun is the fourth yeah. quarter when these two could decide they want to take a game over. I think they can. I still don't like Luca playing 12 minutes in the first quarter and 12 minutes I in agree. the third quarter. I think you. that's wrong. Yeah. I think you're wearing him down. I think it makes him less of a player in the fourth quarter, but that's the rotation that uh, Kid's going with, and I'm going to trust that he's doing it right. But I just I wish we could see what it looks like if he only plays nine minutes in the first quarter and nine minutes, in, especially in the third. The fourth is so important. Why did Kyrie have all that energy to score 26 points? Because he hadn't been he playing right. as much. He, yeah. sh- he sat out the last four minutes of the third quarter to have the energy to try to do it in the fourth. Now, last night during halftime of the Mavericks game, there was an actual wedding, not an engagement or anything like that, although multiple people weighed in on that. From the 214, they proposed to their wife at the Red River Rivalry game in 2019 and then shouted out Oklahoma as they do. Then from the 469, my husband and I are such huge Ma- uh, Mavericks fans that we played Eminence Front. That's the Who song that the Mavericks will use when we are announced as a couple at a reception. But we agreed, I would say no if he proposed at a game. Now, these people went the next step, they didn't get engaged. At the Mavericks game, they got married at the Mavericks game. Mike, do you think that would have been a dream of yours? Could you have pulled it off? Absolutely not. That's where I work. I don't want to. I don't want to get married where I work at. Okay. All right. And my wife would have not liked me asking her to get married at any type of sporting event or getting married at a sporting event. What about like on a at a doctor's office? I don't think she would want that to happen either at her work either. Because she'd be like, oh, I guess so. I'm going to go see this patient. Got another <laughs> sick kid to deal with. She's got all the sick kids, Kevin. Yeah. Wow. So she has she has other stuff to do. No, okay. I just don't think, I don't know. Would your would Jess have a, wanted you to come to her school? Yeah, Kevin, I do you actually get all the think kids to hold up that. a sign. Yeah. And she's out there talking to you. I don't remember what movie this is. Along came Polly or the Heartbreak Kid or something, and she's and all the kids are holding up these signs, and it says, "Will you marry me?" And they have to move the the V over because it's where the K was, and then they're so cute. I think she would have loved that, Ugh, but I gross. I think I'm just as long as it ended in a proposal, I think she would have hopefully enjoyed most any particular proposal, but. I think she would have loved that because she loves Any teaching. Proposal, huh? She loves the school. As long as it wasn't her proposing to me. You know gotcha. Yeah. And, <laughs> but yeah, so wow. I thought this was a bold move and I was about to say a really cool bride, but that's sexist. Maybe a really cool groom mm-hmm. to agree to have the ceremony at the Mavericks game. And was it Mark Folliwell that was doing the yeah. ceremony? He said that was his second uh, wedding to do. He, I think he said he married his cousin maybe well, before. Huh. And he said he, yeah. he said he can do all types of different weddings, whether it's a religious wedding or a non-religious yeah, wedding. Yeah, me too. We're, me and Mark Folliwell are on the same boat. I, I have more, I have, I'm like six, maybe seven right now. What's the, trying to think. What's the win rate on that of those six or seven? 
Everybody's still together. Every uh, everybody is still together. Okay. Yes, everybody is still together. One, the, both of them are dead. Oh, no, my gosh. Okay. But they were still together when they died. Uh, I'm very, very sad. But I'm pretty that. proud of that, dude. I'm 100%. This is awesome. I like this. Now, will you consider not overseeing certain weddings if you're like, I don't know. Because like, of my record? Yeah, you're like, you're you're shaky. I I had not thought about it at first, but now you've definitely put the ball in the court on that one. Okay. Do you think people keep records of that? I mean, I do now. Every wedding I've ever been to, I, if I'm sitting there, I think in my mind whether or not they'll make it or not. Yeah, but do you remember? Uh, of course. Which is, And that's the reason I didn't invite Kevin to my weddings wedding. have you been to? So many. Well, you should know the exact number. You said you know the number. But I was thinking specifics. I would have to go back and think. It's been like 40. I don't, well, How I don't How many think, people have gotten divorced out of the? I think 12. So 28 and 12. That's winning. That's that's winning. That's better than the national average, right? Yeah, it's 50-50, I think. Is it still 50-50? I don't know. That kind of bums me out. It might be worse, honestly. From the, oh my gosh, from the 214. I watch television. You've seen all those shows? <laughs> the housewives of wherever, they're all divorced. <laughs> I, had friend, I had friends that got married on ice during one of the intermissions at an Allen Americans game. If they got to drive off on the Zamboni, that would be freaking incredible. And then from the 214, percentage of people who would get married at the 105.3 The Fan Studio. Let, 5,000. Let us know. I'll do them. We'll figure that out, right? Uh, you know what? If they want to do, if we want to do like a fifty-person wedding, so the twenty-five like a mass wedding individuals on each side of the aisle, I'm I will I will do it. Yeah, downstairs. Okay. If boss wants to go through with that. I'll live on I, Twitch. Yeah, I'll absolutely do that. Because at one of our live shows in the showroom, we some got people, people got engaged. engaged, and so Mike's I, talked to uh, Mike did oh, a proposal that's for right. a woman, well, think, for a man, for a woman. I'll be your best man. Oh my god! But it'll cost you money. But I'll do it. What for the right price? That why could be are, hold on, hold, that could be a piece of thon. Mike is your best man, like that crappy Kevin Hart movie. Well, he has uh, to give a speech. I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I, <laughs> oh, he's taking it back. He's like, oh crap! This is, oh, this is a terrible decision. Once he said the speech thing, I was like, <laughs> that fell apart so quick. I'm gonna disappoint, and you don't want disappointment at your wedding. That's fair. I kind of agree with you, Kevin. If it's the right person, they're pretty cool with whatever the proposal yeah. because you did whatever, like yeah. you just proposed. You know, like thank you for doing that part. You you yeah. know, you're you're committing to me. It doesn't matter how you did it. Uh but there can be that moment where everything goes wrong. Again, in rom romantic comedies, Kevin, timing yeah. is everything. I rented an ice cream truck for the engagement with Jess, and it just so happened to be on the like the coldest day of that year. And so, you know, she still appreciated the sentiment behind it because it tied back into our very first date. But you kind of wish it would have been like, I don't know, 15 degrees warmer mm -hmm, that day. But, mm -hmm. you know, what can you do? We're the KNC Masterpiece. Make Come a pineapple on. cake. I know. And that's what I was thinking of Mike MC, the where it was the best man. Would See, people want to bring pineapple cakes? Well, yeah, stuff? what if your your first date, you had an unbelievable date, and the dessert was some sort of pineapple upside down with pineapple <laughs> ice cream? And you're like, man, this is so great. But then all of a sudden, you have pineapples everywhere at your wedding, and they're like, oh, my God, they want to do everybody at the <laughs> It's and that kind of wedding. See, and that's horrible. Pineapples I do think that's have, unfair. I'm with you. Pineapples should not have that definition on them. Fair unfair enough. Unfair to pineapples. They're great.
cancel pineapples. We're the KNC masterpiece right here. I order them online now, so nobody sees me with a pineapple at the grocery store. Coming up next, let's chit chat with those fellas from the G Bag Nation right here on 105 through the fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now, courtesy of DM leasing it is time for our chit chat with the fellas from the G Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? Hey, we are rolling. Awesome. Oh, great ready. to great. hear it. Great to hear it. Now, I don't know if you guys discussed this at all yesterday, but I was kind of curious how much of, and even in the truncated version brought us, of the Super Bowl that you watched, did you view through a Cowboys perspective in terms of like, well, we can't do that, or I don't know if we can stop that, or we could have taken advantage of that. Do you think about that at all during the Super Bowl or just watch the game for face value? I was trying to watch the game on kind of figure out how Kansas City was able to attack them in the second half. Okay. And and I was really curious once I went back and looked at the stats for some of their key players from the pass rush. It was going to be about Hassan Reddick. Yeah. Could they take advantage? Then I really focused in on when it going back and saying Okay, why did they? Why were they able to slow him down? Because maybe that's the thing that does. That's the way that if you're a Cowboy fan, should give you some ideas. Sure. About hey, if they're going to play man coverage down there in the red zone, they're going to do this with their pass rush. You know, can you chip them? Can you put a tight end on them? You know, those kinds. Of, that's how I looked at it when I went back and watched that game. Yeah, I was consistently noticing just how wide open it felt like all these Chiefs receivers were. Even if it's yeah. not Travis Kelsey, like I'm not looking at any of these guys going, yeah, they probably ran an incredible route. No, they're just wide open because the play design is so incredible. And so it, I had great envy there where it's just, okay, there's not even a defender within like five yards a lot of times. And it was just super respect for Andy Reid and that entire offensive staff. Do you think when you say the entire offensive staff – it's interesting because I don't know if the Chiefs have these negotiations themselves, but it felt like Biennemi wanted to go out on his own for the longest time, and maybe people either A, don't respect it, or B, still hold the past against him, which I understand. But you see that continuity for the Chiefs versus today with the Eagles, when they're or yesterday even, when they're losing both their coordinators. Yeah, that was a, I loved hearing you guys chat about that today. It wasn't something that I had really considered, because when you go back, that's always the case. Every year, Alabama or any professional team, when you find success... Like Georgia people, today. Yeah, 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 it happened to Georgia today. Just all over the place, great teams. Even if it's just in the blink of an eye, one great year, people are like, okay, let me go get a piece of that and see if it'll work for for me too and a lot of times it doesn't work but either way you usually see these teams having to revamp their staffs and the Chiefs it was like they lost Nagy for a little while he failed and came back they've now lost Kafka uh and I know that Andy Reid according to Broadus yeah, that was Andy, one that he was like gosh yeah, I didn't want to lose that he didn't guy. want to lose and, and and it's nothing against the enemy he, he was just hopeful that Eric could get a job and then he could elevate Kafka to the OC yeah, position, and, and it didn't work out. Nobody that way. wants to take their defensive coaches, and their defensive coordinators already done the head coach thing and failed, and now it's like that's just what you are. So defensively, you see that that sort of continuity, and then I don't know. Yeah, you you always hear about Kyle Shanahan's passing game coordinator or run game coordinator, Mike McDaniel or or Sean McVay's guy that that does whatever else. But Andy Reid, you don't see them taking his offensive line coach. Here's his receivers coach. Here's his 
And that's a weird thing. I don't know. Does everybody just think Andy's doing everything? And now he he's noticed it. And so he's shouting out Eric Bieniemy and saying, oh, well, he called X amount of plays. Or, hey, Andy, what about this play? And he's like, well, credit to the young coaches on the staff for putting great things together for me. You know, he's like going out of his way to shout out his assistants I'll, I'll say this. I learned this about the, the Cowboys uh, this week and talking to some people. You know, Andy is one of those guys. I know he's taken over the attitude that, Mike Holmgren used to have of like challenging the young coaches to come up with ideas. And I know Andy does the same thing. I, I know this and talking to some folks with the Cowboys, the defensive players were, are very, very happy about Brian Schottenheimer getting an opportunity. And the reason they're happy about it is because they worked with him really throughout the year. Like he would come in, they, they give Brian Schottenheimer. We, we talk about what's going on with, you know, with uh, with Dan Quinn and the staff and what they're able to do. But the defensive players are starting to – we're whispering about Brian Schottenheimer and, like, the things that he was able to come up with when he was breaking down the opponents on a weekly basis, that he would go up to the players and remind them, it's like, hey, this week they're going to try this on you. Okay? Oh, fascinating. I, I'm, you know, so that's why, you know, with the – yesterday I talked about it on our show that there's this vibe of, like, they're okay with Kellen Moore moving on. Because the defensive coaches or the defensive players I know were really, really happy from what I'm hearing about Brian getting a job because they feel like that that he's got he's got some really, really good ideas. So I remember three years ago that there was a game on CBS and they were talking about Andy Reid. And Andy Reid has a day. I don't know if it's Monday or Tuesday. It's Monday. It's on Monday. He yeah. lets all of his coaches come in, yeah. and he says, "This is your day. Oh yeah, you got the whiteboard. Yeah. You yeah. put up a play. Yeah. You, you this is, and we'll see. We'll see as a coaching staff if we like it. We'll put it in and we'll practice it and see if we. Like I just thought, wow, that's really cool that he gives his his all his coaches the the guy who you think has no job to the offensive coordinator. You got to play. This is y'all's time to like put it in and see if it can work. You know, and, and that's why I'd want anybody from Andy Reid's room, anybody that spent a couple, two, three years with him, is because I think when you're hiring off a tree, you're hiring the process and the mindset and the problem-solving initiative uh, uh, taking. You know, and and that's what I want. There's a lot of people that know football in the NFL. All these coaches are watching all the film, and they played as kids, and you know they 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 want to be coaches. But I think the winning organizations have a way that they just go about things. And I would rather try my hand at somebody copying what Andy Reid or other successful head coaches are doing and bringing their version of that to me than taking assistance off any other staff. You know, no, no disrespect, but I'm going right to the winners. And, and I'll, I'm going to ask you, do you want to copy the process? What are the secrets of your head coach? And if you're saying like, yeah, dude, this guy's a genius and I'm going to copy what he does and bring it to you, that's your, that's your path. You know, and you, you see it right now at Cincinnati big time uh, with, uh, with Taylor coaching the Bengals right off that McVay tree. Miami, huge year. Uh, McDaniel, uh, you know, Shanahan tree guy. This is the most important thing, how you problem solve, how adaptable you are. And the best determining factor for that is who's your mentor. And the, what Mike just brought up too, in that conversation in a room like that, because guys have their own ideas, right? And they have egos, you know, so they're going to put a play up on that board. Man, this is a perfect play right here. And, but it kind of fosters the environment of, 
well, is that play perfect? Because now a defensive coordinator's over there, and he's like, here's how I'd attack that. Can we tweak it just a little bit to make it that way? And, like, those conversations build better plays, build better defensive schemes. So that's a great way to set that up, that environment up. That's a good place to be. And then kind of, put, say, put your ego at the door when you yeah. come in here. Is that common or is that uncommon? I think it's just, uh, you know, in the staffs I've been on, it was really uh, with – I know the only st- time I ever saw it was when I was with Green Bay. You know, that because that's what Mike Holmgren and I think he got that from Bill Walsh. You know, it's, uh, you know they, they've got a couple of really young, good young coaches on that Kansas City staff. There's a kid named Embry and another one named Girardi. They're, they're, they're like two yeah. really good young offensive minds, and they watch a lot of that college football and steal from the college football aspects. Yeah. So they're, the, they're kind of like if you talk to people in Kansas City, they're the ones that are the ringleaders of. Let's see if we could get Andy to put this play in this week. And so, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with just Andy's background. And that's Green Bay. It's the only experience I've ever had with coaches doing that. Are you guys cool with me putting that on my sports bucket list? Like to be able to be a part of one of those Monday meetings with the Chiefs and Andy Reid? Does that mean you're going to get hired on as a coach with the Chiefs? Yes, I think that'd be very cool. I'm just saying just as like a -a make-a-wish style, let me go sit in for a day and just like watch how this all goes down. Why not just be a coach? That would be incredible. Why don't also, do you said I got to go back down to like what the, the, the middle school means? ranks and work my way up. No. We got a guy that knows Well, that's people. true. Broadus yeah. does Broadus know people. pretty connected. So. You think you could get me on an NFL sideline? Would you put in a good word for Sideline or staff? Well, staff. Now we'll see what we can do. Look at that. Wow. Look at that. The ball's rolling. Will you, the will problem you is us? The problem is that everybody that I know, well, like we could, we could do it with Peyton. That would be fine. The best Sean, one, I'll go to Denver. Yeah, yeah Denver's a good place the, for you. But my the one coach I know the best is he's uh, in litigation right now oh. with the uh, NFL. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So he probably that would be a good <laughs> opportunity. Right if he wasn't in litigation <laughs> with the NFL, we would that would be a good opportunity for you. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm smelling an opportunity here, boys. I heard there's a chance. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm not going to shoot. I'm not going to shoot it down. Thank you. I'm not Get on that down. cowboy staff. They'll be in Vegas next year. Did you hear Mike's prediction that the Cowboys are going to be in the Super Bowl? I'd hope it wasn't sarcastic, but I think they have a good chance. I I really do. I'm not. I mean, obviously, I said they will, but I think that they they're sixth in Vegas right now. The only teams ahead of them in the NFC, 49ers are second. Uh, The Eagles are fifth, I believe, if I'm doing this off the top of my head. And Cowboys are sixth. So Dak versus T Law. That is his dream scenario. Dak versus T. And guess what? He ain't rooting for our team. Oh, dude, by the way, I forgot. Yeah, I know. That's the biggest bummer of it all. But we got to see Aiden Hutchinson, Defensive Rookie of the Year, uh, embrace and hug Trevor Lawrence at Radio Row the other day. I forgot to mention that to you. They just like walked by. They dapped up. He's a big guy. Yeah, T-Law, your man. man. T-Law was there? He was was there. He was there. Radio Row? Yeah, he was there. It was like towards the end of one of our shows. Would you run off our set and just gone over there? That's my Kay Adams. Yeah, and he would have LeVar arrington you. He's oh, sorry, buddy. It's okay, man. What do you guys got coming up on the program today? Pure gold as always. Thanks for asking, Hagee. Mavs talk in five minutes. Mm. All right, looking forward to it. Roll home with the G-Bag Nation. We've been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow. We've got Derek Holland on the show. So tune in 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on The Fan. Say pineapple pants, Kevin. Oh, my gosh, pineapple pants. Say goodnight, Kevin. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.